Hello and welcome back to the Simplified Organization Show, where real moms chat about real life and how to manage our responsibilities at home while prioritizing our people. We want to banish overwhelm, fulfill our callings, and stay cheerful while we do it, because God is working in us and through us. I'm your host, Misty Winkler, second-generation homeschooling mom of five. I write and podcast at simplyconvivial.com about homemaking, homeschooling, and doing life cheerfully. I'm also author of the book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. And today I have part two of my conversation with Melissa Cummings. Melissa, alongside her husband, Stephen, is a second generation Christian homeschooling mother of five. She holds a BA from Whitworth University, which she attended after a life of home education in a Christian family. Educating her five redheaded children at home in rural Northeastern Washington state is now her full-time work, which includes beauty and banter, culture and cooking, music and mayhem, reading and recreation, trivium and tea time, worship and wonder. And did we mention books? Lots of books. She loves to encourage and connect with other women through writing, by prayer, and in the annual ministry of Paideia Northwest, a conference for mamas raising their kids for Christ. You can find her at joyfuldomesticity.com or you can connect at Paideia Northwest. Last time, Melissa talked about mothering with joy while being tired. And today she shares a mindset tip, an attitude tip that applies to all of us at home. Let's dig in now. So then do you have a tip that you would like to share with moms today? So besides planning with prayer, I would say for me, I always, I turn to the Psalms, reading them, meditating on them, doing the copy work with my kids of the Psalms. Did I say singing? (laughs) We sing the Psalms regularly and I can do this when I need quiet, when I need rest. I can do this when the kids are energetic and the house is chaotic. It can be incorporated into our school time. Uh, we do it during our, our collective, our morning time routine. It can be at bedtime. It can be during my Bible reading time. And usually it's at multiple times during just about every day. But again, it comes back to realizing my physical tiredness, my mental tiredness can be handled a little bit by physical means, like the exercise and the drinking water or drinking coffee in the morning, getting enough sleep. But it's also, I need to gird up my strength spiritually. And my habit is the Psalms. So Psalm 121 is a really good one for that. I think Psalm 73 is another one I go to Psalm 28 has a couple little verses. I'll just, I'll read you one of my favorites from Psalm 28. 
To you, O Lord, I call. My rock, be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Now, I can interject. That's how I feel often. Um, I feel like I'm going down into the pit when I am just absolutely tired, even if it's just because homeschooling can be a sprint many days, but it's actually that marathon. But then the psalmist says, hear the voice of my pleas for mercy. When I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands towards your most holy sanctuary. So that's where the prayer and the Psalm, the worship, bringing it to him, offering it to him. And then a few verses later, the Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. I find so much spiritual encouragement in that. And when my spirit is encouraged and when my posture is laid down in submission to God, even when I'm tired, even if I'm dealing with um, pain in my hands, even if the kids are far too energetic, having those Psalms to fall back on, to read, to read aloud to my kids or to read for five minutes on my own in the bathroom, it's physically reinvigorating. And that's, that would be my tip. Keep your Psalms, learn them, memorize them, sing them, and bring your children into it with you. My children don't ask me to sing lullabies at bedtime. My two and a half year old asks me to sing Psalms. And it's not because I've never sung him lullabies, but it's because the Psalms are where even my toddler finds comfort because it's our habit. And it's where we find our peace, our joy, our strength oriented toward our King. I'll put some links in the description, in the show notes for people to find maybe some musical versions of the Psalms. That's something that's not familiar. Um, Do you want to share which ones are some of your favorites? So we have loved the Contus Christi. And so we've used that for years. And the new 2020 um, version has, I think it's all 150 Psalms, but there's multiple, multiple versions. I don't know if it's for most or just for many of them, but there's Psalms that have been arranged into a hymn setting. There's ones that have canons. There's ones that are through composed where it's actually like the new King James version of the entire Psalm. And we love that variety of musical style. We're a musical family. And so we, we love to just jump in and learn all parts, all the rhythms, all the styles, the chants. And so there's a lot of variety in that one hymnal. I'd say that's our favorite. I grew up on the was it crown and covenant, the, the red Psalter Psalms for singing. Yeah. Book of Psalms for singing. I grew up on that one. And so those are ones that, I mean, in my dreams, I still sing some of those. <laughs> but yeah, they just, they stick with you and they're real easy. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Trinity Psalter hymnal, that was the other one. The Trinity Psalter hymnal, I feel like it's a little bit less 
musically challenging. So if, if there's a family that's not naturally into the complicated sides of the music, there's a lot of things in the Trinity Psalter hymnal that are just really accessible. And then you can find versions of them online. You can listen to them, sing along with them. And that's just a huge musical asset, especially if you don't have a piano player or a guitarist or somebody else to plunk out the tune for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a while when all my kids were younger and I have a hard time keeping the correct pitch while singing if I'm just on my own. So I went around and just collected a bunch of accompanist CDs for us to sing along to. But uh, now almost everything's on YouTube. So you just like search it and there it is. Oh, my life would have been so much easier. (laughs) What's funny is you can even find different keys. So if you have a lower voice, you might be able to find one that's in a better pitch for you or different tempos. Different accompanists play things at very different tempos. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of a nice trick. Well, and I have found in our homeschool and just in life that singing, is, it's like a diagnostic. Like if you can't mm. sing, then you know that something is wrong. Like, okay, there's something you need to go figure out what it is you need to repent of because there's something you need to repent of if you can't sing and for myself, That's you so know, true. Yeah. And so, but when we can sing and do sing, it does just focus, especially when it's hymns or Psalms, it, it focuses, it puts truth in our heads and in our mouths coming out and in an extra powerful way with the music. So it really is a good resource to turn to, to memorize things by singing them and then turn to them when we need that attitude adjustment. Yeah. And I think the life of David, who wrote so many of the Psalms, I mean, from the responsibilities of being a king or the responsibilities of being a shepherd, the physical work that that took, and then the responsibilities of being a king and the season where he was on the run, Mm -hmm. hiding, just realizing the humanity of the psalmist and the other psalmists, but because he wrote so many of my favorites, realizing his humanity and just the exhaustion that he probably had mentally, spiritually, physically, all of that. I feel like I can, like, he said exactly what I would have said, (laughs) (laughs) except much more eloquently and inspired. And yeah, it touches the the occasions in life and just the occasions of our hearts. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Melissa. This was such a great conversation and so encouraging and uplifting. And um, I'll put links in the show notes for Melissa's blog, Joyful Domesticity, uh, and Paideia Northwest also, if you're in our part of the country, then we would love to see you there. So thank you, Melissa. And thank you, Missy. Yeah, we'll we'll be chatting.
I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Melissa and the encouragement that she shared. If you need a practical printable to help you keep your attitude in tune, then just head to simplyconvivial.com slash attitude. That's simplyconvivial.com slash attitude. And there you'll find my attitude alignment printables, which will just be your quick shortcut to aligning your heart and your mind with truth in those moments that we so easily forget it. So go to simplyconvivial.com slash attitude to get your attitude alignment principles. They will help you to repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.